0: This is the new Frequency Uplift in the house on a Friday, on a Friday morning. Merging. Merging Friday morning frequencies and the Frequency Uplift, which was my Sunday show. So we're coming together, all of us, on this Friday morning. Good morning, everyone. Thanks again to our Frequency Partners, KSFB. San Francisco Public Press for holding down the last six hours. And now you have us. San Francisco Community Radio. On the house, in the house, (laughs) on the FM airwaves until 4 p.m., but always streaming at kxsf.fm. Thanks for coming along. Looking forward to having. Ben Goldberg in the house soon. Talk about his amazing work over more than 40 years of, of radical jazz and amazing uh, collaborations and an upcoming show at SF Jazz featuring an interesting canon of work, the Porch uh, Concert material. Or PCMs. We get into some of that and some more of this and some more of that. Also, at the 11, uh, mid, mid, uh, midway around the 11 o'clock hour, maybe a little later, two organizers from the International Migrants Alliance and a variety of other groups coalitioning for the No On APEC campaign. You can find out what that's all about. Carrie Vallon, Jess Rojas in the house, maybe about eleven thirty or so. Thanks for coming along. We'll finish out with this. We'll carry on. you are listening to KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM. And this is the Morris Wilson Bo Bailey Quintet. Paul's Ark. Welcome along. Indeed, rewinding in the most old school fashion. This is KXSF LP San Francisco 102.5 FM. And thanks for coming along. I want to let you know that Old Jerusalem is proud to underwrite KXSF 102.5 FM, a small family owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine is a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights, ranging from lamb mansaf, shawarma, kebabs, to vegetarian dishes like falafel and homemade hummus. Plus, their famous dessert kanafa, made in-house on a traditional cast-iron griddle. You can check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at 2966 Missionist Street at 26th, two blocks from 24th Street, BART. In the beautiful city of San Francisco, here on Unseated Ramaytush, Tush, Ohlone Territory, broadcasting live. We are about to start uh, with a little interview, but let me tell you what we heard. That, and in the background was the incredible, uh-oh, dropped my notes. That was the incredible uh, Lebanese-born Oud player, Rabi Abu Khalil, lamentation uh, taken from his... Fourth release on Enya Sultan's Picnic, originally. Maestro of the Oud, but with an incredible uh, array of players on that. Charlie Mariano, Kenny Wheeler, Steve Swallow, Milton Cardona, um, uh, Mark Nassif, uh, Howard Levy. Uh, and that was the track, uh, Lament. Originally on the release uh, Trouble in Jerusalem, probably enough for uh, the day and for our underwriter. Uh, thanks again to them and to uh, our first wonderful track, uh, Morris Wilson-Bo Bailey's Quintet out of the Spiritual Jazz release compilation, Paul's Ark. We're going to go. We have Ben uh, Goldberg with us. We're very excited to, uh, to have him come through. Um, and he is, of course getting my notes. Uh, Really, a local and legend clarinetist featuring, and uh, we're going to dig into some of his four decades plus of music, expanding jazz frontiers as both an improviser, a composer, a collaborator, and a pioneer of the radical Jewish music movement back in that day, exploring his productive COVID-era practices of exercises and self-recording, and then some of His amazing canon of porch concert material coming through next Friday to SF Jazz. We're gonna start and play uh, one of his actual plague diaries that he's working on. Things done, uh, and we'll ask him about that dedication when we get there. But a beginning uh, of uh, done a daily a daily recording practice and Compositional Practice, done on the 1st of February, 18th, 2021. Um, This is dedication to H. Bull. And I don't have the name. But here we go. And we'll have Ben on the line in just a second. KXSFLP, San Francisco, 102.5F. that was a bit of a hot mic at the end there but that was we have to play some more of that that was uh, a dedication uh, from the first of february or no the february 18th 2021 a dedication from plague diaries and i am honored to have um ben goldberg in the house how are you doing ben oops can you hear me okay ben Yep. ah good okay how, how's things? How's how's getting ready for SF Jazz?
1: Looking, we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a new um, configuration of my group. That's it's it's kind of a a, a, a shape shifting group. Every time it plays, it's slightly different. But the name of the band is Ben Goldberg's Glamorous Escapades. Excellent, ben Goldberg's Glamorous Escapades. And this time it's going to be two electric guitars, Steve Cardenas and Will Bernard. Mm-hmm a drummer, Hamir Atwal, and myself on clarinet, so kind of an unusual uh, orchestration for a quartet, but we're looking forward to it.
0: Well, it it sounds amazing, and it's really um, been wonderful to dig into your incredible catalog of of music over, really, the last 40 years, culminating, well, actually, maybe not completely culminating, you've had a few releases, but the the whole period uh, you were mentioning you were working on this, um, the bunch of plague diary exercises and, and a daily practice of composition and recording that you did during COVID. Tell us about the track, that track that we just did, The Dedication, who are, who are those folks?
1: Uh, these are uh, friends of friends, uh, Harry Balls and, and, um, and his partner, that I dedicated this to, who I got uh, slightly acquainted with during a series of weekly Zoom hangouts uh, that was put together by my colleague, Michael Coleman, and his his, uh, partner in crime named Sneal. During the COVID pandemic lockdown, they hosted a weekly session where people would gather and listen to each other's new uh, recordings and stuff like that. So I got to know various people and I began this plague diary for me was a project as you mentioned where i was composing and recording and uploading a new track every day as as best i could it usually was every day Hmm. all by myself during the lockdown so uh i about halfway through the project i began to uh, dedicate each track to different people in my life so but that and that what you heard was uh i'm just honestly i'm crazy about it it's a it's one of the track one of the many tracks that when i went back to plague diary uh this year and began listening back in order to sort through all the tracks for release um on uh, the streaming services i had completely forgotten about that track as as with many other tracks i was taken by surprise and i kind of fell in love with that particular one that's me on the E-flat Albert system clarinet and uh, synthesizers.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's reading that is really interesting to, to hear your, you know, the, the the range of things you were using just in lockdown or in, in isolation there. The, you know, a range of clarinets and a, a, a Roland synthesizer and a Korg synthesizer, some taped-away pedals. And definitely, it, definitely. And it sounded like you 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 basically gave yourself a your own master class in recording and, and techniques during that time.
1: Could you say that again? I gave myself the.
0: You sound like you gave yourself a master class in in recording and self and self recording there. Yeah, totally.
1: I got a little bit better at handling microphones and doing Pro Tools and stuff like that, and um, I got a lot better at uh, uh, going. F- uh, f- opening my mind to the possibility of a range a range of ideas and then uh, pursuing one or or two of them uh, quickly mm. quickly in order to to write and record and complete a track every day so it was for me it was wonderful practice to um, to uh developed my skills really, really as not, not maybe not necessarily as a composer, but more of like as an improvising composer, mm-hmm. learning to hear how, how I felt like things needed to be.
0: It was really, uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I was really taken by the idea and just, just the sheer fact of, you know, that s- several years really, or a year plus of work, 216 songs, um, over over a day's worth of music as as, <laughs> as I found out. <laughs> I looked at my uh my downloads went, wow, okay. That's amazing. But I, I don't know what I was thinking, you know. The, uh, so much so much music. Um and I really loved the, the fact of of the dedications, um, you know, not just to I mean clearly family, clearly friends, collaborators like Steve Cardenas and Hamir at- Atwal, the, your drummer in this band um yeah. but you know th- th- sort of the, the the topics of the day thinking about john lewis became a favorite of mine as i scrolled through um, nice and, and, nice uh, yom kippur of course beautiful i <laughs> <laughs> can't
1: miss yom kippur
0: <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> um yeah you know and 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 people i know and like shout out to to, to graham khan i had to play that a few times so.
1: Yeah, yeah, really a very, very important person in my life, a very important person in my musical education. Mm.
0: It, yeah, amazing musician and, and what an incredible composer himself. Um, okay. So yeah, I, I was curious, you know, I, I was thinking, oh, maybe we should play another one of those play diaries. And I, I, you know, I, I stacked the deck so to speak, how could you stack 216 tracks? Mm-hmm. But but I actually did pull out Graham's track and uh, and the dedication to Hamir, which I thought was really lovely as well, as well as thinking about John Lewis. Um, oh, yeah. All, all of them lovely tracks. The fir- the first, well, thinking about John Lewis, slightly shorter. But um, I wonder if there's a one you want to talk about that, if you have memory of... I, and it must be amazing to have that body of music, as you said, you rediscovered this track you sent me. And and uh, to sort of go dip back into it, it must be a little bit overwhelming. Like, wow, I did that. Or what What was that? Or when was that?
1: Totally, totally. I was working at such a pace that that almost I forgot about almost everything as soon as I had done it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, um, and, and still, I've, I've gone I've listened to everything now about five or six times, um, but I still can't recall individual tracks for the most part. Mm-hmm.
0: Well uh why do we why do we go on and, and type? did I I was wondering because you also uh just uh released that um the 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 work with um with the, the porch um concert material, each track, a PCM. And, that's right. Yeah. And that i am actually spacing the name of the album here. I have my notes uh,
1: That's the that's called Ben Goldberg's School ah, volume. Yes. Ben Goldberg School is a band that I have here in the Bay Area, and and we had Volume One, which was called the Humanities, and then we had Volume Two, Hard Science, and that's one where I first recorded the Porch Concert material, um, and I think I wrote in the liner notes that that my idea for that record was to make uh, a record. Um, by inviting musicians in the studio and not giving them written music and not teaching them the songs beforehand and not having a rehearsal. And I had all the songs um, memorized. I learned all the songs by heart. And then we went in the studio and I just started playing them one at a time and just told people, grab on as best you can. Mm. And I had, I just had a feeling about that. I had a feeling that it, it seemed kind of risky, but I also seemed like... Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get something together with people that you can't get in any other way.
0: It's really, um, you know, it's a beautiful, yeah, it's a beautiful record. I really love the first one as well as, as this um, album. Um, again, uh, your music is available through Bandcamp. You have an, your own record label, um, BAG Productions, Ben A. Goldberg. Right. So uh people should check all of this out at, at bandcamp.com. Um and you have a website as well. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, I think my website
1: was last updated in nineteen fifty-three. Ah, yes. But, but if you want to check it out, there's some beautiful <laughs> artwork by Molly Parker on the website. And it's called Ben Ben Goldberg.net. net.
0: Well, um you know the the um hard science, the the Ben Goldberg uh, group, um, the the Hard Science uh, release, features Casey Knudsen on alto sax, Jeff Cressman on trombone, Rob Reich, brilliant Rob Reich on accordion, Nate Brenner on electric bass, and your drummer in this band, Hamir Atwal. Did you do um, a similar practice in terms of sort of beginning an auditioning and auditioning and working the music with the current quartet that we're going to hear on Friday?
1: uh well this 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 group is i mean i eventually got around to handing out written music for the for the this the the, the the material that we're talking about is called porch concert material porch concert material is a is a group of songs that i made up towards the end of the pandemic lockdown uh, i decided i needed to get back in shape on the clarinet and i started playing my clarinet all the time mm-hmm. And just jotting down things that basically i just started jotting down things that felt good to play on the clarinet and eventually that turned into a a body of work 25 songs or or something like that that i called porch concert material because in, in 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 reference to the fact that in those days the place where you could present a concert was on your porch so um and that's the music that i brought into the studio that i was mentioning this record called Hard Science, and that's also the material that we'll be playing at SF Jazz on November 17. Oh, and I should mention one other thing. The following day, November 18, Saturday, we'll be pl- doing a show in the afternoon at the Maybeck Studio in Berkeley. So that's another option for hearing the same band, the same quartet.
0: Well um well, how do people find out about tickets for the Maybach Studios? Maybach Studio tickets you could either
1: go to the Maybach Studio website. Mm. Maybach by the way is a fantastic place to hear music. It, it's a, it's one of a kind. It's an absolutely beautiful room that was designed by the architect Bernard Maybach specifically as a room to listen to music in. It's a, it's kind of in the Berkeley. It's in North Berkeley. And um, you could either go to their website or you could go to Eventbrite and look up Ben Goldberg's Glamorous Escapades at Maybach Studio. Excellent.
0: Well, let's play one of the, the PCM uh, releases, maybe PCM yeah, 1. one. Can, you, can you do number three? Sure. PCM 3? I would love I to do number three. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's, let's set that up. There we go. Tell me a little bit about PCM three. Why did that Why did that pop up? And why did you choose? it? I, I like it.
1: It's it's lively. It's not take one, as you could probably tell, because people kind of learn the music a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's episodic. It starts with uh, swinging chord changes and everybody, everybody going at it for a little bit, and then it, and then there's um, a se- a kind of sequential um, melodic statement. That's the B section, and then maybe back to the swinging part, and then. And then weirdness at the end, as I recall.
0: Lovely, yeah. No, it's definitely my my the second track I had queued up here. So here we go. This is again. We're talking with Ben Goldberg. Uh, ben Goldberg's adventurous escapades. Am I? Am I... Uh, glamorous.
1: Glamorous, escapades.
0: glamorous, glamorous escapades is going to be at SF Jazz next Friday um, in the wonderful Joe Henderson Lab. Um, it's uh, a two sets, right? Seven o'clock and.
1: Uh, yeah, uh seven o'clock and eight
0: thirty. And yeah. uh yeah, be sure to check that out. But let's play let's play PCM uh Oh wait a minute I'm gonna have to go here. Now I realize I don't have it burned. Uh I was looking at the wrong thing. Uh I had eleven queued up. Uh let me get it here and we can uh this this is easily done. Here we go. Find the better great good yeah okay so pcm number three this is ben goldberg it's ben goldberg school volume two hard science pcm porch concert material number three check it out at sf jazz And we're back, and I'm back with uh, man, a lot of a lot of static in that mic. But um, sorry, we had to. I had to switch devices and uh, and uh, put uh, put number three on because I didn't have it uh, burned to disk as I had intended. Ben, uh, so that's an amazing piece. I really love this whole um, collection of port concert material, um, and. Tell me a little bit about the band. These are some veteran collaborators with you that are coming coming to uh, SF Jazz. Are you there? Uh, there we go. This may be the problem. So we're listening now to uh, PCM12 in the background. Uh, from Ben Goldberg Schools, Volume 2, Hard Science. And with any luck, I am still with uh, Ben Goldberg. Hi. Ah, hey, okay. I was having some technical moments there as I shifted. Um, had to do the same device as the track. That's why you weren't hearing me. So tell me... Tell, so. Again, uh, tell me who's coming. It's a really interesting um, quartet. To you know, to Steve Cardenas and and uh, and Will Bernard, two guitars. Have you used this kind of configuration before?
1: Yeah, it, in the in the New York version of Ben Goldberg's Glamorous Escapades, Steve and Will both play in the band, Wonderful. and it's a slightly bigger group in that version. John Ellis plays the tenor saxophone. Michael Coleman is on keyboards, and uh, Ben Allison is on bass, and usually uh, Alan Mednard on the drums. Hey so this is kind of like a stripped-down version of that group, just the two electric guitars, clarinet and drums.
0: Um, and so again, appearing Ben Goldberg and his glamorous escapades appearing um, at uh, SF Jazz next Friday. Um, I want to dig a little bit into some of the root stuff. You, you came of, uh, of age studying here, um, was doing a lot of jazz studies, um, and kind of delved, delved into and was one of the pioneers in the, the new Klezmer movement. Tell me a little bit about how that came. Like, I, I think I've read a little bit about it, but an interesting story about how you stepped into Klezmer and really was one of those pioneers back in the what, 70s, 80s. Yeah, back
1: in, um, in, I would say in the 1980s. Uh, Yeah, I played a lot of uh, klezmer music during what they were calling the klezmer revival, I guess. Uh, And I got I played in like a wedding band. And and then I kind of got serious about learning more about that music, particularly as a clarinet player. There's a lot of amazing examples of virtuosic uh, very expressive clarinet playing in that tradition and, and I, and I, I kind of got into that and um, at a certain point I, 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 started, I started feeling the need to kind of like reconcile my, my uh, more general direction towards playing uh, avant-garde or what we thought of as avant-garde or whatever you call it improvised music, I wanted to try to reconcile that with the fact that I was also at the same time performing a lot of klezmer music where the goal was to recreate the sound uh, from uh, 80 years ago. Uh, and so I started a band that was called New Klezmer Trio and and uh, the goal of that band was to, to take the traditional klezmer music that we were all Pretty good at, and and uh, you know jump all over it and and bust it open and see if we could develop uh, a way of approaching it from a more like uh, improvised or like free jazz type of uh, approach, and uh, that was a lot of fun. I'm telling you, that was all of a sudden music got a lot more fun for me when we started that band. Mm. And it was me, Kenny Wallace on the drums, and Dan Siemens on the bass. And we started playing all over the place. Um, we got invited to Europe a bunch, and um, we made like three records. And and uh, I mean, I would say that that was probably the first band that, was, that began messing around with that idea of trying something... Um, weird or improvisational or modern or whatever you call it uh in relation to the material of klezmer music Mm -hmm. after that uh other people got involved john zorn got involved with it um frank london and those guys in new york and you Um,
0: released some about at least one no two of your albums on zadek right on the radical jewish culture
1: uh, yeah i think actually i think there's four records altogether from that band on sadik yeah
0: and um, how, how do you relate to that music now, as as a as an origin, or as a is it a still influencing? Would you say in a big way? Like,
1: yeah, well, it's it's um, it's in there for me. I mean, those sounds are those sounds uh, are are part of me. They're part of my like musical DNA, or something. Uh, and be, because I, I I I really I really turned that music inside out. I learned the way that people used to do it and then I figured out the way I wanted to do it and I I used it as like a, 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 a kind of pivot point or something in my own artistic development to, to, to tr- start to discover what are the mechanisms in music that I could use in order to uh, um, express the thing that I was pursuing, the vision that I was pursuing. So so the certain types of um, very concrete uh, musical mechanisms were discovered then that I'm that I I would say I'm still working with those or with versions of them, not necessarily playing in this style or that style, but it helped me, it helped me crack open the the crust of the of the musical surface and find start to find ways of, of uh, reaching further into the depths of the situation.
0: Well, um, I wanted to maybe play a track from the new Klezmer Trio and I would I had a couple cued, but I really love Papermaker from the is that the third album? Um, uh, Great. Yeah can you tell me a little bit about that and that's that's um the the record as i recall is named after your your father's occupation speech communication speech communication
1: yeah that was, that was a record that we made with with greg cohen on the base one of my mentors and one of my musical heroes and someone who's been super important to me in my life amazing amazing individual greg cohen um, an expert at many, many, many facets of life, including playing the bass. Mm.
0: Well, why don't we, we'll take a little bit of this. This is Papermaker from Ben Goldberg's new Klezmer Trio. What, I don't have the year written down. What year has this been?
1: That was probably recorded in 2003 or something like that. I would guess maybe 2004.
0: Okay. and And then we'll come back and talk about poetry and Orphic Machines and other things. This is KXSF. LP San Francisco with Ben Goldberg in the house.
2: The escalating Palestinian Israeli crisis is again catching countless innocent children in the crossfire. The Bay Area chapter of the Palestine Children's Relief Fund is one of many nonprofits organizing relief efforts. For 27 years, the PCRF has helped in providing urgent humanitarian care for Gaza's children. For more information, go to PCRFSF on Facebook or online at PCRF.net. This message is brought to you by KXSF Acts.
0: Thank you, KXSFX, and everyone uh, struggling for peace and change. Let me uh, let you know that uh, have to dig this up. That uh, Babylon Burning is a underwriter for KXSF. Support comes from Babylon Burning, San Francisco's oldest screen printer. Babylon Burning is uh, indeed a a legacy business in San Francisco, offering full-service screen printing for your band, your company, your social justice movement. Located in San Francisco's Soma District at 939 Howard, Babylon Burning has served the Bay Area since 1976. More information is available on their website at BabylonT.com. That's Babylon, B-A-B-Y-L-O-N-T, T E E.com. Thank you, Babylon Burning, for supporting KXSF San Francisco Community Radio. And I am in the Zoom world and playing in the background another PCM track. Uh, PCM number seven Porch Concert Material with Ben Goldberg, uh, whose glamorous extravaganza is coming to Joe Henderson Lab next Friday. And uh I am honored to have him on the line. Thanks for coming along, Ben. That was my, such a, my pleasure. I mean the I think the road from what I understand the road into Klezmer led you um you know led you to some of your your mentors people people like uh Steve Lacey, and you know some other amazing folks. Um I know you were traveling with the, the Klesmorum, is that right? When you were in Paris and got to meet Steve Lacy, do
1: some lessons with him. That's right. I took just one lesson. I took, a... I took one lesson with Steve Lacy. He was my hero at the time. Uh, he, Steve Lacy was my hero, and I would follow him around. I'd, every time I was in Paris, I'd go to the Sunset mm-hmm. to him play, and I, it, sometimes we'd cross paths to music festivals and stuff like that. And every time I saw him, I said, can I have a lesson with you? Eventually, probably he just wanted to stop being annoyed by me, so he said, "Yeah, okay, fine, come over tomorrow."
0: That's great. So he he gave you a clarinet lesson and and such yeah. a multi instrumentalist himself.
1: I mean, not really a clarinet lesson, but, a, uh-huh. but a, a music lesson.
0: Ah, and what was your takeaway for that? I think I, I read something about that that was beautiful.
1: Well, it definitely changed my life. It was actually it was like the main looking back on it, even it was like the main turning point of my whole life because, because Steve Lacey, he, he talked to me about uh, things and exercises that he had invented for himself when he was younger uh, to, to, uh, with, for the purpose of getting a better grip on the materials of music. And I, I, uh, I really absorbed that. I listened to every word he said. And then I went home and spent 10 years doing exactly what he told me to do. Every day, every day and that's where that's where i started to learn about music and about myself and about how how to how to find music in myself and how to find myself in music and uh that was that was the work that that for me just kind of like illuminated the path mm.
0: Well, he's, yeah, one of the things that I appreciate about him and, and some of the amazing music I've heard has been linked to the spoken word, to poetry, and to visual arts as well. Yeah. Um, and it seems like you, I mean, you have that affinity. I wonder if that came from that interaction or is that something that developed over
1: time? Hmm, that's a really good question. Well,
0: he, he... In terms of your compositions, right? Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, well, like, like we said, my father was a professor of something that they called speech communication. So I would say that in some ways I probably grew up in an environment that, was, that valued uh, the idea of speech and the idea of spoken word and, and, and uh, finding meaning in language and, and like that. So in some ways I feel like it just, it just seemed kind of normal to me to be interested in poetry and, 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 and also the connection between poetry and music.
0: Well, there was a, a. I understand. There's a story of a of a, a amazing poet and, and literature professor who really influenced you and resulted in the music uh, in the Orphic material. One of my favorite releases of yours, for sure.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, that was Alan Grossman. When when I first went to college, I went to college at Brandeis University for just. I just lasted a year there, but but I took a couple of classes from this amazing scholar named Alan Grossman and this guy he was uh he was he was like something out of the old testament he was like a, he was more like a prophet in some ways now i now I realize more than a professor he wasn't so interested in 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 uh um, walking you through uh material he was he was more interested in in being a source of wisdom mm. and and provoking in his students the desire and possibly waking up the mechanism by which somebody might gain their own wisdom, which is not, what I've learned subsequently is like it's not, that's not a matter of explaining things to people, it's more a matter of uh, knowing what to say in order to, in some sense, in order to evoke a useful form of puzzlement mm. in people so that they feel compelled to try to figure things out on their own, and then they, then they can, continue, can continue that tradition of searching for wisdom and then transmitting wisdom. And one of the forms that this took for myself and Alan Grossman was way, 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 way after I studied with him, 20 years later, I started reading a book of his that's called Summa Lyrica, and it's just packed with all uh, all of my favorite statements by this guy, the kinds of things that, well, I studied that book for at least five years, everywhere I went, I carried it around and read, I read the book over and over and over. And I never got any closer to feeling like I understood what it was talking about. Mm. It did give me a lot to wonder about and a lot to puzzle over. And then eventually I wrote this piece that you just mentioned called Orphic Machine where I took some of these short statements. It's statements about poetry. It's not poems, but it's statements about poetry. And I, and I used those statements about poetry as the lyrics for songs.
0: Well, it sounds like, in, in fact, it was sort of a compositional prompts as well for the music. This, this release is amazing. It has Carla Kilstead on voice and violin, Ron Miles on trumpet. Rob Suddeth on, um, if I'm saying that right, Tender sax, Myra Melford, the brilliant Myra Melford on piano, Nels Klein, guitar. Kenny and Greg Cohn on bass, who we heard in that previous track, and Chess Smith. Mm-hmm. So um, how, yeah. how was that? So, so did you find the words, I think maybe much like um, Steve Lacey, kind of a, a prod and a prompt to the music that you were creating for Orphic Machine?
1: Yeah, well, I I mean, it it all the music seemed to happen automatically. Mm. Once I identified the the various statements that I wanted to put in the lyrics. And and if 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 I had any kind of conscious goal in relate in in, about how I was treating the lyrics, it was just like, I just wanted to take these kind of short statements that are, like I said, kind of puzzling and, and cause you to say what? And I just wanted to put them in a musical context where people could listen to the statements as in the form of a song and puzzle over them on their own. So a lot of the lyrics are not more than maybe like 10 or 11 words or something like that, but they get repeated in different ways to allow people to absorb them and contemplate them. So that was if there was any conscious intent with a compositional style it was more like that, but like I said once I sat down at the piano to write the music, everything seemed to happen like in a dream. It kind of happened automatically.
0: Mm. Well, uh, let's, why don't we play a track? You, you suggested inferential, uh, the, the, the track, The Inferential Poem. Do you want to tell me a little yeah. bit about that and, and,
1: and that choice? Uh, amazing lyric. If we see William Blake in a vision, but William Blake doesn't see us, that's a fiction. If William Blake sees us in return, that is either a natural or eschatological situation. That's the statement. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: And and of course, the beautiful voice of Carla Kilstedt.
1: Oh yeah, couldn't have done it without her.
0: This is the inferential poem, uh, Ben Goldberg and the Orphic Machine. KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM. Oh, not that one. This one.
3: If we see William Blake If we see William Blake in a vision but william blake does not see us that's a fiction that's a fiction. In the poem, has not heard of the author and refuses to explore the question.
0: Hello and welcome back. That was Orphic Machine, the inferential poem, and I'm hanging out with Ben Goldberg on the line. And ben? Hi. <laughs>
1: Is it uh, time for our station yeah, ID? Yeah, it's
0: a station ID. It's 11 o'clock.
1: Good. Okay, everybody. So you are listening to the mighty KXSF 102.5 LP, KXSF LP 102.5 in San Francisco. Support local radio. Take my word for it. We can't afford not to these days.
0: Well, thank you for that improv, Ben. I really appreciate that. And the Orphic Machine, I mean, just, I'm, I'm, I personally am a poetry um, lover and sort of the, uh, the mixture of words and the, 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 the compositional prompts that are there within that record are, are just wonderful and, and beautiful. Uh, thank you.
1: And you, you've,
0: you've done a whole lot. I mean, again, check out um, uh, Bag Productions, BAG um, on Bandcamp. Um, t'on of music there. I mean, you have a load of um, of duos and trios with with some amazing players. Um, yeah, the you know you've had some wonderful duets which I loved. Also, didn't mention with again Myra Melford, um, one of our certainly our Berkeley treasure and maybe a national treasure.
1: Oh yeah, international, intergalactical,
0: intergalactic There you're talking for sure, um, and and here 's this this other beautiful band um, that I wanted maybe you to introduce i don 't want to keep you much longer but uh, the the wonderful group um, and the record everything happens to be and uh, you got mary Al, Mary Halverson on electric guitar there Michael Formanek on bass drums Thomas Fujiwara. Tell me a little bit about that we were talking about what about
1: yeah what about is a song as i recall that um is based on me fooling around with the a harmonic sequence of a very well-known jazz tune that everybody plays all the time and that i was messing around with for years and years and years and what, every once in a while some something uh, some new melodic idea would pop out and i'd write it down so eventually i just thought like hey that's kind of cool i like playing through this harmonic sequence and why not just make a song you know, using some of my favorite little melodic uh, ideas that have occurred to me over the years?
0: Well, it's it's a wonderful track and, you know, just a wealth of other music. I was checking out uh, music for an avant-garde massage parlor, which is definitely in the running for the best album name ever.
1: Uh, <laughs> that was Kenny Wallace's idea. And as a matter of fact, the title of that record came before the material.
0: Uh, I mean, it was,
1: it was the reason why we made the record. Kenny just all of a sudden blurted out, someone has to make a record called Music for an Avant-Garde Massage Parlor. And one week later, we were in the studio making that record.
0: Brilliant. Uh, it's, and it's a really eerie sound. You you kind of feel like that Avant-Garde Massage Parlor is not massaging your mind, for sure. That,
1: that was a strange record to make. Lots yeah. of really mm-hmm.
0: interesting, you know, uh, not not electronic stuff but crazy some drum machines some weird gadgetry what's this I, I have to, I looked at the credits what's a sleep grinder on that record
1: the sleep grinder is uh the sleep grinder I'm pretty sure is the machine that Kenny Kenny invents a lot of his own instruments and the sleep grinder is one that has a kind of rotating carousel with uh, different different um Objects on it like toy animals and stuff like that. That as the, as they, as they come past a, a, a series of other objects like springs, uh, symbols and stuff like that, they bump into them. And and when you crank it with your hand, to make the thing spin around, and then it and then these things collide with each other to create sound. Wonderful.
0: So again, you know, I got off on the tangent of all the other wonderful duos, trios large groups that are available um, there at Bag Productions at the Bandcamp. Dig into it and dig into this amazing release, the um, Glamorous Extravaganza, Ben Goldberg's Glamorous Extravaganza, um, Steve Cardenas and uh, Will Bernard on guitar, uh, Hermir Atwal on drums, coming to the wonderful Joe Henderson Lab at SF Jazz next Friday. Two sets it was uh, 7 and 8.30 you said?
1: Yeah, that's right yeah so
0: check all that out and so we're going to back it up and rewind and play one more track from that wonderful everything happens to be um that we talked about first before i went off um ben thank you again for coming through i know you're busy and uh so am i for that matter i have some other guests coming through momentarily but uh all right uh, thank ben ben Props and, and thanks for all your years of music and incredible compositional creativity. And, uh, and just, yeah, you're, part of, you're also part of an incredible community that, that has made amazing music in the Bay. And props to you and everyone. Well, thank you. And
1: thank you for keeping the uh, tradition of freeform radio alive in the Bay Area. We appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much. And so, again, this is What About? From Everything Happens to Be, a wonderful record from Ben Goldberg. And here we go. Thanks again, Ben. Okay, thank you, Bob.
1: Have a good day. Uh, okay, okay, you so, Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you. Okay, man. Okay, bye-bye.
2: Escalating Palestinian-Israeli crisis is again catching countless innocent children in the crossfire. The Bay Area chapter of the Palestine Children's Relief Fund is one of many nonprofits organizing relief efforts. For 27 years, the PCRF has helped in providing urgent humanitarian care for Gaza's children. For more information, go to at @PCRFSF on Facebook or online at pcrf.net. This message is brought to you by KXSFX.
0: Thank you all out there in the world for making beauty, for making change, and for working towards ceasefire. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to play a little, uh, uh, some more music from the Plague Diaries in the background. Thanks again to uh, to the wonderful, um, uh, let's, wait, let's hear this. How about to Steve Cardenas, who's going to be appearing on Friday with uh, next Friday, not today, next Friday, the 17th, with Ben Goldberg. Thanks again to Ben Goldberg for coming through. And we're listening to February 2nd, 2021, series of solo improvs and recording exercises by Mr. Ben Goldberg. February 2, 2021. Dedication to Steve Cardenas. And again, I want to let you know that KXSF is underwritten by Amoeba Music. With locations in Berkeley, in San Francisco's Haight-Ashbury district, and in Hollywood, California, Amoeba Music is a source for music, movies, and more. Amoeba Music can also be found on the World Wide Web at amoeba.com. And uh, yeah spelled A-M-O-E-B-A dot com. Thank you, Amoeba Music, for and thanks to all of you out there in Radio Land and to all of our underwriters for your continued support of KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco Community Radio. Yes, and uh, looking at 1115... 11, 11. And with any like we're soon going to have um, an interesting conversation with uh, organizers and um, international immigration uh, activists, um, workers' rights activists, Terry Vallon and uh, Jess Rojas from both the International Migrants Alliance and the No to APEC Coalition. Uh, Representing 150 organizations, international organizations, across the entire Pacific Rim. And we're going to be digging into the politics, the dark economics of the massive world leader and CEO trade summit. Really almost unprecedented. uh, About to descend on San Francisco. And uh, let's see if we got that. But I thought we'd start, maybe, with a little... With with a little, uh, as might be appropriate, a little Nina Simone, speaking of workers' rights and environmental justice, all of this tied up in, you know, this kind of arcane trade negotiation, but really will have some direct effects on all of us here on the Pacific Rim. But I want to start uh, with that little Nina Simone track again thanks to Mr. Ben Goldberg for coming through and again check him out and his glamorous extravaganza uh, Steve Cardenas uh, Bernard and Hamir Adwal uh, with 7 and eight thirty p.m. shows next Friday the 17th at the Joe Henderson Lab at SF Jazz see maybe I'll have some tickets for that later but not today um, anyway checking it out this is, of course, Nina Simone here at SFLP San Francisco, 102.5 FM.
4: Breaking
5: rocks out of here on the chain gang. Breaking rocks and serving my time. Breaking rocks out here on the chain gang Cause it done convicted me of crime I Hold steady right there while I hit it Well, I reckon that ought to get it been working And working But I still got so terribly for to go I committed crime, long I need Crime of being hungry and poor. I left the grocery store man breathing when they caught me robbing his store. I hold it steady right there while I hit it. Well, I reckon that ought to get it been working. I heard the judge say five years on changing chain gang you gonna go. I heard the judge say five years of labor. I heard my old man scream, Lord, no! know. Hold it right there while I hear it. Well, I reckon that ought to get it been working. going to see my sweet honeybee, I'm going to break this chain off the run, I'm going to lay down somewhere shady, Lord I sure am hard in the sun, hold it right there while I hit it, well I reckon that ought to get it been working.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, and I am on the Miracle of Zoom now. Uh, I was playing in the background and playing now um, B.C. UC from South Africa, Soweto, South Africa, Bantu our Uhuru consciousness from the album Millions of Us, The Woods, and before that, um, the wonderful, uh, well, I don't know, the Ohio... Penitentiary 511 Jazz Ensemble State, Psych City, as well as Nina Simone's work song before that. And uh, I am honored to have uh, Mr. Terry Vallon from the the International Migrants Alliance, as well as the No to APEC Coalition, a group that represents... um, 150 organizations across the entire Pacific Rim talking about the No to APEC initiative. Terry, how you doing? Maybe we can get Jess on the phone as well if you want to text her. Ah, here we go. Let's see if this is going to work. So first off, since we have you, um, Terry, tell me a little bit. I mean, you know, it, trade negotiations are often perceived as a pretty arcane thing. And it's kind of like on the back burner of most people's consciousness. Um, Maybe you tell me a little bit about what this trade negotiation coming up in less than a week in San Francisco means in general. Um, And uh, we'll see if we can get Jess looped
6: in as you tell me that. Sure. Thanks, Bob, for having us uh, let me join today. really appreciate the coverage. Um, Now, we've been organizing actually for months. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. So the APEC meeting is happening next week here in San Francisco, but they've been meeting since March last year. And the problem, one of the main problems, is it's so secretive. Folks are kind of not looped into what's going on. Labor, environmental groups, uh, Google and, Am- and Amazon were on some of the early uh, talks with the um, you know heads of state, the trade negotiators. So what the U.S. is um, doing this year in this round of APEC talks is pushing forward the Indo-Pacific economic. So, IPEF is uh, one of the main topics that we want to tackle in terms of how the U.S. Sorry, Yeah, I was um, explaining more just, you know, on how we heard about it last year that they were coming to San Francisco, but they've been in talks for uh, over a year now. Um, so when we heard about this and that they're coming to San Francisco and that they were having meetings in uh, Palm Springs, Detroit, Seattle, and then San Francisco, we we're gonna uh, kind of confront them wherever they go. So folks did mobilize in Detroit, a big uh, counter summit and the uh, mobilization in Seattle, 500 plus people here in San Francisco, we're gonna have over a thousand at the uh, people's counter summit and then mobilization thousands throughout the week. So. Um, you know, it, uh, these policies are not—you know—they are arcane. People don't talk about trade and trade policies, free trade as much, um, but it's devastating our people, from our homelands to the workers here in San Francisco and across the country. So we're mobilizing against it in the thousands.
0: Well, it—it it is a interesting thing. I mean, you know, they've they've hyped it up as like this is the most important kind of uh, action or or the most important governmental meeting in years it's an opportunity for san francisco to civically shine um tell me what kind of um specific policies that because already as you say there have been meetings in secret there have been pre-negotiations um this is a a long process what kind of specific policies is the international migrant alliance um talking about and I, i hope we also have jess rojas now on the phone are you there jess
7: can you don't hear
0: me okay? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah, it's a little quiet.
7: i, mean, I don't remember the list, so. uh, okay. but yeah, I can
0: hear you all. I don't know if you heard that question. Just do you wanna take that like what specific I know you're involved in a caravan of people coming down from the Pacific Northwest with the International Migrants Alliance. Tell me a little bit if you if you can about what kind of Specific policies you will be confronting this coming week around the APEC conference, the um, Asian Pacific Economic Co- Coalition. I'm sorry, I'm totally blanked out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, um, in particular, with APEC,
7: I mean any free trade agreement from the international migration line perspective, we've seen historically good examples such as like NAFTA that they highly impact. Um, in fact, NASA originally claimed that it would reduce migration, which in reality ended up causing um, migration in the U.S. quadruple to 8 million um, from 1995 to 2006. But in particular, outside of um, the APEC meetings that have been happening, um, governments have been negotiating IPEF. I'm not sure if Terry got a chance to share a little bit about this before, but IPEF is the Indo Pacific Economic Framework, which is a free trade agreement that's being negotiated between 14 different countries in the Asia-Pacific that'll wind up impacting over 3 billion people, 60 percent of the global population and 40 percent of the global GDP. And so in particular, I think EMA is um, mobilizing because um, I think 60 percent well, of migrant workers are from the indo pacific region. And so with this particular free trade agreement um, being negotiated right now to highly impact migrant workers all around the world. Mm. And we're seeing now that um, migrant workers are like, having a livable wage in these different pieces. So we're mobilizing down, it's why it's crucially important that we're a part of this caravan that I'm literally on right now, coming down to the bay to, to oppose um, APEC and the meetings and side meetings that they are
0: holding. Mm. So... Um Tell me a little bit. I mean, one thing that is amazing about what I've read about this coalition and what I've seen is that there are groups from all over the Pacific Rim, 150 organizations represented both in the U.S. and all around the Pacific Rim, um, and a lot of representation for inter, internationally about this. Tell me a little bit about that. I, I, there was a, a bunch of, I, I recall some hearing about a bunch of action in the Philippines as well in the past years about this. Uh, specifically, you know, in, in in confrontation of some of the, the things that would as part of APEC um, further marginalize working class people there. And, and 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 working class people throughout the Pacific really. Is that for me? Or... Uh sure, sure Terry. This is Terry yeah, and again um, uh... I want to say that we're talking to um, International Migrants Alliance and no to the APEC Coalition organizers, Terry Vallon, as well as Jess Rojas, who's uh, calling us from the road, bringing a caravan of organizers and representat- migrant
6: representation uh, down from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, our migrant caravan, Jess and the folks are coming down from the Northwest, caravan coming up from SoCal. I'm picking up a guy flying in from New York. Uh, he's an Ecuadorian migrant organizing in New York. So it's not just on the Pacific Rim, even in the Midwest and Northeast and uh, D.C., folks are flying out here to protest APEC. Um, uh, Manuel Hidalgo, also an IMA, uh, international coordinating body member from Chile, arrived last night. So in the Pacific Rim, like you said, Chile, uh, Peru and Mexico are the Latin American countries that are part of APEC. And it is this Pacific Rim region, which is huge. It's just 40% of the world's population, 60% of trade and goods movement around the world, You know, half of the GDP of the whole world in the Asia Pacific region. In the US kind of trade war with China, it's impacting all of our communities. Like you said, in the Philippines, the APEC conferences were in 1996. We held the uh, People's uh, Conference Against Imperialist Globalization is what we called it, P-C-A-I-G. And people were talking about imperialist globalization and in, in, the, in the face of these free trade agreements like APEC. In 2015, a, a similar um, APEC was hosted there in the Philippines, uh, George Bush at the time. so. Uh, The protest was huge, um, where, uh, you know, the uh, protests were met with water cannons. They were sweeping swatter communities out of the area so they could host this grand uh, reception of heads of state again. But the people were resisting them all the way up until today. In the Philippines, there are members of the APEC APEC coalition here uh, this year in San Francisco in um, 2023, where, uh, yeah, some of the member organizations are based in the Philippines and in the Asia-Pacific region. There's groups like the, um, uh, you know, Ebon and uh, the Asia-Pacific Research Network that are providing a really sharp analysis of how APEC is specifically impacting countries throughout Asia-Pacific region. Uh, things like the, you are asking about some of the trade policies, the increase in mining, and they're talking about things like a resilient supply chain, where they want the lithium, they want the all of the, uh, for the batteries, right, for supposedly renewable energy uh, sources. But the mining that's happening in indigenous communities in the northern part of the Philippines, the Cordilleras, are specifically the kinds of policies that are devastating the environment, indigenous communities, and, you know, whole kind of national sovereignty in the Philippines so that, you know, the, the, the natural patrimony the resources of the Philippines and many other countries throughout the Asia Pacific region are going to the biggest corporations. Mm. You are not uh, uh, with the will of the people, but with the interests of profit. And resilient supply chains means workers got to work like they were during the pandemic. Keep it resilient, uh, keep the things flowing, keep workers on the jobs, uh, long hours, terrible conditions, health and safety problems, just like during COVID. So they want COVID type resilient supply chains by uh, exploiting workers and abusing them all throughout their way, you know, and then the devastation that happens with these mining projects, uh, even mining in Southern California. We heard mm. around the Adelanto detention center, that's one of the origins of our caravan. Uh, people are talking about they're mining, they're mining lithium in Southern California as well uh, for these types of energy, uh, 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 new energy uh, sources uh, that are, uh, you know, these are the things that displace migrants from our home countries and, and force people to leave their indigenous homelands et cetera. So uh, these are all the things that we're opposing from the environmental uh, labor, national sovereignty, and indigenous and environmental impacts of mm. things like APEC.
0: So there's a, a, a lot of ways for people to get involved. I know you mentioned a counter summit that I understand is is packed and, and kind of no, no longer available for the public at this point. But there's a lot of other opportunities for people to get involved, educate themselves. If we could go there, I don't know... Um, if Jess, you want to weigh in about that. Um, can you hear me, Jess?
7: Yeah, I think there's lots of different ways to weigh in. Um, I know the No to APEC Coalition putting out a lot of actually just like really good educational materials on like the website and also if you follow um, on social media um, for folks to just read up and learn more about like our different statements, understanding why we're opposing APEC, especially as um, Ecuador is arriving now, as we as we're arriving as well by caravan. And then I think, yeah, following us on social media. Um, but for everyone in the city to to come join the mass mobilization, because at the mass mobilization on Sunday, um, you'll get to meet the migrant caravans um, that are coming in from SoCal and the Pacific Northwest um, that will be arriving. Um, and you'll be hearing from speakers from the many different um, uh, sectors, the uh, people that care and um, see how APEC is impacting not just, like, migrant workers, but also um, the environment, as Terry just shared, our um, understanding the, that how um, institutions like APEC are really contributing to the climate crisis overall and um, these different pieces. And so encouraging folks to come out on the streets with us, <laughs> um, mobilize. And, yeah, I know Terry is local, so this might have more things on WC as well as well.
0: While while I have you here, Jess, I want I just I kind of wanted to also highlight the farm workers issue since you're bringing migrant workers. Um, I read a little bit of a flyer about that 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 really in this APEC negotiations, farm workers and and you know even small family farmers stand to lose uh, a, big, a big. Can you maybe address some of the specific things that are under discussion and proposal there around that?
4: Yeah,
7: one of our member orgs that's one of the CCL, um, one of the community that's attended um, farm worker unions based in Gadget County, just north of Seattle, um, that we get to work very closely with, has um, been doing a lot of uh, research, and I think um, even looking into like different national institutions, Um and I think part of like why we're putting together the mega caravan is specifically the leaders that are going to be there, right? Um, and so the leaders of these 21 different member economies that are part of um, these free trade agreements. Um, part of what Biden and, um, and, well, not necessarily Biden, but um, uh, federal, federally, um, the Farm Workforce Modernization Act is currently um, a legislation that is trying to be passed at both sides. And so uh, the Minister for the uh, has done some analysis, and this particular legislation is actually going to not allow for uh, Farm workers to unionize, and it was create a cap for the uh, for the wages that a farmworker may have under the specific H-2A visa program. And so they're viewing this as an expansion of the H-2A visa program. And so with that, with the analysis being that really it um, prevents um, workers from being able to organize themselves. And so part of um, the work of Hema is to ensure that we're bringing the farm workers in. Um, a number of them weren't able to actually join us on the caravan, but contributed their demands in participating through contributions um and so we're bringing that with us to San francisco to say that we stand with farm workers and want to ensure that farm workers have the the right to unionize to organize and to have um, rights for their for their basic living wage
0: thank you for that um yeah it seems like um as with many of these kind of uh elite uh, negotiations it, it's a pretty anti- democratic process and is really you know that's 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 in in essence too what we're i think people in general in pro democracy and labor movements are trying to confront just the essential anti-democratic forces that that are lined up against us terry maybe you can tell us a little bit about how people can plug in and again talk about the various places that uh that that people can either
6: resist or educate themselves yeah um Folks can go to um, our link tree, which has uh, info about the different ways to plug in organizations and ways to join the coalition. We have a summit. Yeah, you know, You're right on, on tomorrow. Uh, it's it's full, over 1,000 people or close to 1,000 people joining us at San Francisco State. Um, but uh, Sunday is our big mobilization march and rally from Embarcadero, Harry Bridges Plaza, uh, down market to the Moscone Center. So we'll go down market um, and, and confront APEC at the Moscone Center. They're meeting there, they put up fences right now. Um, We thought it was gonna go up later this week, but they're uh, caging in even the residents and folks there. But so we're gonna confront it on Sunday. Uh, We're gonna meet at 12 noon at the Harry Bridges Plaza, march down uh, uh, market to uh, Moscone Center and have a big protest there. We're expecting thousands, Mm. maybe 10,000. And then uh, on on the 15th, we're gonna also confront the CEO summit. So this is the gathering of the biggest corporations, uh, Amazon, Google, Uber, et cetera. Um, have a summit of 1,200 people at Moscone West, right next to the Moscone Center. Uh, these are the biggest corporate uh, uh, giants in the country uh, that have been exploiting workers and the environment. And heads of state will be there too. Marcos Jr. is invited to speak on equality, which is mm, terrible. So we're going to confront the CEO summit um, morning of, uh, you know, their their meeting all day at, on the 15th. So folks can meet us at Powell and Market or um, Powell uh, Street Park Plaza as early as 7am. So we'll be out there Mm. um, confronting the CEO summit as well.
0: And it sounds like it's all day if you want to kind of throw in and see what's happening and and check it out.
6: Um, Come as early early as you can. We're, you know, we're going to try to make a lot of noise on that day in particular and throughout the week, different actions against the Marcos jr. Being here, Mm. uh, different heads of state have uh, events and people are really upset that the red carpet has been rolled out by the city And by the country to uh, some of the worst human rights violators in the world, from Peru, the Philippines, uh, etc.
0: I understand that there's Tibetan students and Tibetan organizations that are that are going to confront the Chinese premier, who might come here if they. And and
6: people, people continue to be in action uh, against the genocide in Gaza and Palestine. So we're we're coordinating with those folks on making sure that everybody uh, mobilizes out to those sections throughout the week as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot to kind of take action on and around, ground and people are in motion here in San Francisco. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you both for your work and uh, the, the energy and the, and the persistence and resilience you all have shown in trying to organize such an amazing gathering of people's organizations and you know, in, in confrontation of this you know, anti-democratic uh, institution.
6: Thank you for
0: having us. Absolutely, Jess. Thank you so much. Good luck on your travels. Um, I hope um, everything goes well. And uh, again, 12 noon Sunday. If you want to just check in, and a legal and permitted march starting at the uh, Harry Bridges Plaza in honor of the great labor leader, um, S.C.I.U. uh, Not S.C.I.U. uh, The Longshoremen's Union, um, as well as uh, there at the Embarcadero at one o'clock, as well as. 7 a.m. on Wednesday um, to, yeah, take it to the global leaders. Thank you so much, Terry. Thank you so much, Jess. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Good luck. So, again, um, yeah, check out the No to APEC Coalition. Oh, let's turn that off. And uh, thank you so much. Uh, Do you want, Terry, since I still have you here, do you want to give the website link again for folks?
6: So linktree, dot Linktr.ee slash no to the number two APEC. So Linktr.ee slash no number two APEC.
0: Well, I think we're going to go with uh, another great another great song from uh, BCUC. Ben, to continue our Uhuru consciousness from their uh, 2023 release, Millions of Us. And this is Nututwani, LP, San Francisco. Thank you, Terry, and thank you to the North APEC Coalition.
6: There you go. I'm going to head out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: KXSFLP San Francisco 102.5 FM. And uh, thanks, thanks again to our um, international organizers, Terry Vallon and Jess Rojas, for coming through from the organizations, the International Migrants Alliance, as well as the Note to APEC Coalition, a vast coalition of Pacific Rim. Uh, Civil society and human rights organizations and uh, labor organizations and climate justice organizations who are coalescing together to discuss, to educate, to confront the APEC negotiations uh, coming to San Francisco. This really ongoingly uh, as it starts right now, Um, but culminating on Wednesday, March on Sunday. 1 p.m. at Harry Bridges Plaza. A little, uh, we're gonna go with that. I thought I'd done this one. Yeah, there we go. So, let me tell you what you heard. Uh, that was, of course, BCUC Bantu Continua Uhuru Consciousness, out Twani, Soweto, South Africa. And actually, we did announce. The things prior to the interview, I do want to let you know, as we approach the noon hour, it is noon, actually, at KXSF LP San Francisco, 102.5 FM, streaming at the World Wide Web at KXSF.FM. Thank you. Thank you again for coming through to KXSF and to supporting community radio and the search for justice in the world where you can and how you can. It's, it's hard times, and we got to take care of ourselves and each other, and be there for the change that we want to see. We are, we are the future and the change we want to make. But uh, I'm not going to get too poetic on you. Uh, but I do want to let you know that support for KXSF comes from Dress. San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's marina district. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shoppers can buy in-store or online at Francisco. Dot com. DressSanFrancisco.com, all one word. Thank you, Dress San Francisco, for underwriting uh, and supporting KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. Really an amazing conglomeration and ferment and extravaganza. To borrow a word from our first guest, Mr. Ben Goldberg, a glamorous extravaganza of talent that we have here at this radio station any any tune in any time to find some diverse and incredible programming and uh yeah all over all over various maps pick a map put a pin down something's gonna happen like that here but uh things like this things like this might just happen. So uh yeah make sure you Let oh, I get this right. Yes, indeed. Make sure you stay tuned. Yes, yes. The drum roll, the metaphoric and ethereal drum roll for this. Be sure you stay tuned for Gage. And uh, thank you for supporting KXSF Radio where you can. I will tell you more about that later, I am sure. But we're going to stay in Southern Africa um, after BCUC, after that incredible Soweto Sowetan band. Uh, Southern, and we're going to go to Zimbabwe and a new release from the Northern Zimbabwean group Makumba. Great dance music. Time for a little lead and a little joy. And this is the track andipe from makumba's tusona tracings in the sand uh, just just out um, on out here records and this is makumba from south africa from uh, I'm sorry northern uh, northern zimbabwe <laughs> okay that's <is> that so? <laughs>
5: la Prema la sana ya lala ku mama la togele.
3: for
0: Well, thanks for coming along here on the Frequency Uplift, the new Friday edition, kind of merging the two shows, my late Sunday night vibe into, well, the Friday morning frequencies, as you're experiencing a little of both. We just heard some, uh, and I'm hearing in the background, some new remixes, uh, incredible stuff from um, the wonderful... Uh, British uh, African diasporic band Kokoroko featuring up in the front Sheila Maurice Gray on trumpet Cassie Kanoshi on sax Richie Severite as well on trumpet uh, trombone some great you know All women leaders in this band. Kokoroka, we heard, uh, we're hearing in the background now, the Could We Be More remixes, Rafa Brownswood just out today, in fact. Uh, The Ewa Inu, the Vanny Fox remix, and uh, we heard all of Home from the Aeneas remix. Before that, out of Wales and all over the world, an international collective based in Cardiff, United Freedom Collective. Ain't No Place. that just out on Dama Dama Records. And then some new kind of lost tapes and remixes and, and uh, yeah, some stuff they found. Our friends over at Orchestra Gold in Oakland, Eric Huffaker, Miriam Gicate, and the crew, just released volume two, the Lost Tape EP. We heard the short uh, snippet of Psychedelia. I'm going to have to play some more of that. And I think that brought us back to our last break when we were in northern Zimbabwe with Makumba Indipe from their new release just out on Out Here Records to Sona Tracings in the Sand. Indeed. Well, where to from here? I do... Want to let you know the gauge is coming through as always at one o'clock in the house. And I thought maybe we'll keep on kind of a a space jam. Maybe we'll come back local. It's hard to like talk over this. Such a brilliant remix. But it's about 12.19. And I do have more music to get to. We will be replaying this remix album. You can bet. Cocoroco. Beautiful stuff. Let's go with a remix from Michelle and Deggio Cello. Virgo King Brit's Serious B remix. Speaking of Intergalactic.
8: In envisioning days in the celeste Milky moon Mother I needed to last This fuel I arrived with pockets full of Rage And talent Dealing with Everything Jumping through Saturn's hoops Revealing the birth I gave To a Supernova steady, I go any and everywhere, Dots on my map create impressions, pictures of the life we all came from, that's me.
0: Indeed, you can't eat clout. And that was a wonderful show last night. Props to La Dona and the whole crew. Son rompe pera. Amazing. Marimba, cumbia, punk. And, uh, yeah, great show last night at the Fillmore. Sold that out. Community in effect. And, uh, yeah, props to La Dona. Daughter of the mission. Well, yeah, and and, uh, yeah, you know, upholder of the mission. So before that title track, the Can't Eat Clout EP, just out on Text Me Records, we heard a little Combo Chimbita, because I was re-listening to that and just loved that song and album so much. Ahomale, the album back in 2019 on anti-epitaph, Brio, Masque, El Oro, La A Apunta Dome, and before that, and I think that brings us back to the some long songs and a break. New remixes uh, from also killer show in recent weeks. Michelle and Deggio Cello, uh, the remix of Virgo King Brits Sirius B, as in the stars. Sirius B remix. Yeah, getting intergalactic for you. And in the back, Little People of the Sun, instrumentals from jazz is dead. I want to let you know I I missed this. I've been delinquent. Old Jerusalem is proud to underwrite KXSF 102.5 FM, a small family-owned Mediterranean restaurant with a beautiful heated outdoor patio. Old Jerusalem is 16 years in the heart of the mission. Their West Bank cuisine, a traditional spread of Middle Eastern delights, Ranging from lamb on soft shawarma kebabs to vegetarian dishes like falafel and homemade hummus, plus their famous dessert kunafa made in-house on a traditional cast iron griddle. Check them out at www.oldjerusalem.co or visit at two nine six six Mission of twenty six, two blocks from Twenty Fourth Street BART. I'm gonna do another PSA and an appeal for peace in the Middle East in the killing indeed it's in our power since we fund that at this point stand up and organize so we're going to carry on with this and then go into another thing i dig dug back into with a little for a little love and light the beautiful gilberto Gil and ref fazenda gage is in the house ready to take you off the hook so who's hi gauge so be sure to stay tuned and uh we're gonna do this and then come back with gilberto gil okay FLP san francisco 102.5 fm
2: if the horrific violence across the globe in palestine has you feeling frustrated angry and helpless there are ways to channel those feelings into action the Bay Area chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations has suggestions for direct action you can take to help. Go to ca.cair.com sfba for a list of empowering ideas to benefit this war-torn region. You can also go online to kxsf.fm slash kxsf-acts for more information.
9: O significado da palavra temporão Enquanto tempo não trouxer teu abacate Amanhã será com mate a noite será mamão Abacateiro, sabes ao que estou me referindo Porque todo tamarindo tem O seu agosto azedo, cedo Antes do janeiro, doce manga Venha ser também Abacateiro, serás meu parceiro solitário Nesse itinerário da leveza pelo ar Abacateiro, saiba que na refazenda Tu me ensina a fazer renda Que eu te ensino a namorar Refazendo tudo Refazenda Refazenda and liberty Bring the lion and the darkest country fellows May they tell you many fairy tales I've Avocado tree Oh Avocado tree Eternal life. knowing How misleading technology has been to us so far We can see devastation in the forest Isolation in the city We can feel destruction in the air Oh Avocado tree Oh no the future is so dark and the blue sky no longer blue Don't be sad and never let the dead leaves of autumn time be the only choice for you the spring's coming somewhere in the future In the universal so you can never cut the dream Let our free wings fly together over fields of rivers, And we farm in the land of fantasy
0: A little Jamie Branch for some bread music, but I wanted to play something more and longer from her. But I do want to let you know, taking care of business, that underwriting for KXSF is provided by City Beer. A family-owned community gathering spot to sip a fresh draft while mingling with friends old and new. They offer a well-curated selection of beer, wine, and cider both to enjoy on-site and to take home at their new place at 853 Valencia Street. Plenty of seating and an outdoor parklet all in the heart of the mission. City Beer, a San Francisco fixture since 2006, is now located at 853 Valencia between 19th and 20th. Thank you, City Beer, for supporting KXSF San Francisco Radio. And thank you to Jamie Branch for providing amazing soundtracks over well the year is wise in power and thank you to ben goldberg who came through earlier played some of his new music including the plague diaries catch him next friday 7 and eight thirty shows at sf jazz the joe Henderson lab with his extravagant extra or no glamorous extravagances and uh not this, but going to carry on well let me tell you what we just heard in fact the amazing british sax player sean khan in the modern jazz and folk ensemble new music a wonderful rendition of i've got a feeling featuring the voice of jackie mcshay and of course gilbelcher gills refazenda which you just heard a moment of you did and uh we're going to carry on we just heard aurora rising we're gonna hear borealis dancing from the wonderful Jamie branch to more or less round out. I think we're gonna leave you with a little um, jazz mafia, I believe, at the end, if I have this timed right. Gage is ready and poised. KXSFLP San Francisco, the frequency uplift. Now on a Friday. And that has been Jamie Branch Borealis dancing from Flyer Die, Flyer Die, Flyer Die World War Three, or World War. Multiple parentheses, you pick your pick. Gage is in the house. One last tune. Thank you for tuning in. This is Space Jazz Suite. New music from the Jazz Mafia and the Realistic Orchestra. Stay tuned for Gage. The frequency uplift and out.